Hi guys, welcome to episode 6 of the Screenfellas Podcast. I'm Ozzy. And I'm Carlos. And we're going to be doing a movie review of Now You See Me 2. Also a review of Game of Thrones episode 8. Season 6. There we go. Shut up and sit down. Before getting into the show, guys, um, on behalf of Carlos and I, we just like to give our condolences to the victims of the mass shooting in Orlando. So we'd like to um, just give the condolences to the families and friends of those who were affected by that. So there we go. Um, now, getting right into this, Carlos, we're going to start off with Now You See Me Too. Yep. So... I want to hear some of your positives, man. <laughs> All right. Um, look, I, I didn't hate this movie. I really didn't. Um, but I have some issues with it, but we'll get to those. So my positives. So let's start on the happy side, I guess. Um, the high scenes are undeniably cool. Like, okay, obviously we're not spoiling anything here. Um, but Spoiler-free review, yeah. by the way, guys. Um, but... So we, we already know they're, they're thieves or they're like Robin Hood type figures or they steal from the rich, give to the poor. That's like, that's already been established in the first movie. So we're not spoiling anything, but those scenes are, those scenes are really cool. I really like them. Um, they're, they, um, have some really awesome tricks and it's like, whoa, how do they do that? And then when they kind of reveal some of the ways that they did it, it's like, oh, that was freaking awesome. Um, and it also helps that the visual effects were amazing. Like, you can't deny that the special effects in this movie are really good, and it really adds to um, just some of those sequences that are just really mind-blowing sometimes. They're just like, wow, that was just awesome to watch. Um, I, I don't know. I've got a few more positives, but what do you think of all that? Um, I can't disagree with you there, man. I think the visual effects were great. Um, some of the tricks that they did were definitely amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, really liked one heist scene in particular. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into it. Was it the first one or? It was getting towards like the middle of the film. Okay. I think you know what I'm talking about. Oh, Uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, um, that was a pretty cool scene. Um, one of my Mary, one of the things I really liked about the movie, or one of the characters I really liked, was Mark Ruffalo's character. I really liked his character. Um, I thought he, I thought he did an amazing job. Um, really, really went in and really drowned himself in this character. So I thought, I thought he did a great job. Um, also thought some of the comedy worked in this movie. Surprisingly, I liked it. It, it was but okay. I liked it for the most part. Yeah. Um, look, I, I like Lizzie Chaplin is, I think where most of a, like when you're talking about the comedy, I think a lot of it is coming from her. I think you liked it a lot more or more than I did. Um, it started off really strong, definitely. Um, but I thought it got a little too on the nose and too heavy handed as the movie went along and I got annoyed with it really fast. Um, but at the same time, like it, it was okay. Like I didn't hate it. It wasn't like, Oh again with this um so, but i don't want to get too far in my negatives like that's we'll, we'll get there um another positive i had is just the direction of this um of this movie i thought I, for what it is it was directed really well i thought it was paced 
well. It was, um, the tone of the movie was very consistent and I really liked the tone. What I liked about this movie is that it, it was directed and acted like we know this is a cool, this is cool. And because we know, because they know, acted and knew that it was cool, it kind of forces you to be like, wow, this is actually really cool to watch. And I think mm-hmm. just their confidence comes across on screen. And I really appreciated that. And I appreciate the direction. I do have some issues with the story, but I thought like there was not a moment in the movie and I was like, oh my gosh, this is dragging along. This is boring. So I like Yeah, the movie, the movie, the movie went at a pretty well paced. Yeah. So I can agree with that. Um, definitely thought that, um, uh, the comedy, like I said, I, I liked some of the comedy for the most part. Um, I thought the chemistry between the horsemen was, were actually pretty, pretty decent. Not the best. But I, there, I, it's pretty you're decent. backing off as you see my face because I disagree with you there. Um, <laughs> my biggest negative up until the last act, which in my opinion was a disaster. Um, the biggest negative for this movie is the character development and their relationships with each other. I just, I didn't care. Like, they kept telling us reasons why these people like these people or these people hated these people. And it's just like, I don't buy it. I didn't, I never saw this. Like, I felt like some of, like, the backstory with Ruffalo's character, who you brought up. And I was very silent when you talked about Ruffalo because, <laughs> look, he act Like, that's one thing I will say. I forgot to write it down. But Ruffalo acted the crap out of this movie. He yeah, was he fantastic. Did, he did an amazing job. Um, his performance... um he stole the entire movie with his performance alone. But his character, I just, I felt like his backstory with Morgan Freeman was just like, okay, like, I don't, this might speak to what I think of the first movie, but I, maybe they touched on it, but I don't remember. That might speak to what I think of the first movie, but I just don't remember. Um, but it just felt thrown in there, the, the backstory there. Um, and I just, I don't know. I didn't buy any of these relationships. I didn't like, I, um, the, specifically when I, when I talk about Lizzie Chaplin, the new horseman, um, she, yes, I have problems with some of the comedy down the line because I thought it got a little repetitive and a little annoying, but at the same time, it also like the, specifically her, she had this little bit going back and forth with, um, Dave Franco's character. Yeah. The romance, you don't really buy the romance. It, it kind of like felt forced, like because she was so heavy handed with it early on that a moment that lit, like towards the middle of the movie that could have felt more natural just felt like forced. It was just like, oh, okay, so this is actually going to be a thing or no. I, I don't know. It was kind of weird. But I, I don't want to completely shut down this movie because there were such great moments, especially in the first two acts. I really do think so, and there were some just really cool moments, and they do, continuing on from the first movie, they set up a really cool world that's just, like, fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, the movie, it's definitely a guilty pleasure for me, if I'm gonna watch it again. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's definitely enjoyment to be had in I, the movie. I, I think it, I, I would put it in the realm of popcorn movie, um, where it's like a movie that, it's kind of fun, it's really cool, but, like, I'm not gonna sit here and call it a great film, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, what what you said, I agree. Um, now let's get into some of our negatives. Yeah, I mean, I'm we gonna, kind of leaked into our negatives. <laughs> we kind of did, but I we're did, gonna definitely. officially start. I'm gonna start yeah. off with me. Okay. What I'm gonna say. All right, Carlos. Carlos thinks I I don't like Jesse Eisenberg because this is the second film <laughs> <laughs> that you've had a problem in the year so far. That I've had a problem. 
I just didn't like his character because he was very, very whiny. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't seem to really pay off yeah. in the last act. Yeah. So I thought his character, I didn't care for his character. I didn't care for his motives at all. And it didn't make me care in the last act whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I look. You're not going to find me disagreeing with you about anything regarding characters in this movie. I uh, or negatives revolving uh, involving characters in this movie because I just I didn't buy any of it. Like the character development in this movie was just it wasn't where it needed to be, especially for such a cool premise and a cool story. It's just like, come on, you got to give us more than this. Yeah, I I didn't. I was very disappointed by some of the character development. Uh, that happened in the movie. I also didn't. <sighs> so some of the explanations of like <laughs> the tricks, <laughs> like they started off strong because they did like they were like this is how we did this and this is how we did this and I was like oh that's freaking awesome yeah and then towards the end you're just okay. like huh like yeah. how did how this did you leads me to my biggest <laughs> negative with this movie is the end of this movie the last act of this movie is an absolute train wreck. I just I. I don't... It made no sense whatsoever. Okay. Basically, like, again, no spoilers. No spoilers. I'm going to really try really hard here. Uh, it, they... Something happens, and they have, like, no time, basically. But somehow they're able to set everything up. And it's like, okay. Like, they're the best magicians in the world. Sure. Let's just let it go. But then there's this big twist and everything, which you would expect, right? Because the first movie had a big twist. It's like, oh, wow. And just like the first movie, it didn't make sense it was just like just thrown in there it's like okay but then some of the dialogue and this is what the danger that a lot of movies like this has with some with big twists is you have to have the dialogue before the big twist makes sense because if you're gonna pretend that they were planning this all along or whatever crap i'm kind of leaning into spoilers i'm sorry <laughs> if you're gonna pretend that like oh yeah we had the we knew what was going on then you got to, you, you have to have the dialogue make sense and there's sometimes where they're like oh crap and they're like oh man this stinks this is horrible oh we have to do this because of this and it's like but no, you you just said like something that you said later on completely contradicts the fact the stuff that you're saying, and there's nobody around to hear it. So basically, you're just saying it to fool the audience, which the audience you don't know is watching. And you could say, oh, there were cameras all around and they were showing the audience there, but it's just like no, because you said that the audience was in on the trip. Yeah, and I'm trying to be vague here. I'm sorry if I spoiled it or anything, but. But I'm not going to recommend you see this movie to begin with, so <laughs> whatever. The only time I'll ever rec- ever recommend you see this movie is if there's nothing else to watch or bored at home, <laughs> you know, looking for, you know, you want to take this someone a, out on a date. This is a fun just movie. to pass to some time. There's better movies in, in the theater to see at this point. Yeah. Um, it's just, I know it sounds like we have more pros in a sense than cons, uh, yeah. but numbers, it's just... But- the the death if if we if we wanted to spoil this movie I'm pretty sure we would have extremely <laughs> more negatives than positives so yeah. that's that's just what's going on right that's now but true there I don't know there it's just the, the negatives were bigger and yes a lot of the negatives are spoilerish so like, we're trying to avoid them very hardly um so yeah yeah just uh, what would you give this movie I'd give this movie a 
6.2. Oh, jeez. That's better than I would give it. Um, I am at a 5.4. 5.4? It's just, I'm not like, I don't hate this movie. I think there were some scenes in here that, that really impressed me, and I do yeah, think that some of the true. comedy worked for me, and some of the chemistry with some of the characters worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, though, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that they were trying to build up to, a lot of the major twists just really didn't pay off mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, so it was, it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. I wasn't thrilled with the first one, uh, like as much as a lot of people were. Um, I was really liking the second one more than the first one, but mm-hmm. I just fell short at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. Hold on. Uh, what what did this movie make? You know? I don't know what it made so far. Uh, but, the, but I do know. I do know that it was sold out in a few theaters, so it must have made true. a lot of money. I mean, it must have made I, some money, some of this money back. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't, like, like I said, 5.4, it kind of is like... Let me tell you my progression with this movie of, like, my score. Like, at first I was, like, the first act I was thinking, wow, this is actually really surprising. Like, this might get a good score from me. And then, um, which, again, I was, like, this is why I don't see Rotten Tomato scores. I try to avoid Rotten Tomato scores before I go into a movie because I know I'm going to review them and I know I'm going to score them. Um, and I don't want to go in like expecting something to be bad and not, and not give it the benefit of the doubt. And I felt like I was doing that a little bit with this movie just because I kind of knew the Rotten Tomato score going in. But anyway, I started off like thinking, oh, this is actually pretty good. And then the character development started to fail a little bit. So I was like, eh, it's still okay. And then the end of the movie happened. And I was like, nah, come on, like, you're making the same mistakes as the last movie. Um, okay, I have the numbers up here. Do you have them? Uh, yeah, it made 23 million. 23 million off a budget. Oh, it, budget's not listed here off, um, Box Office Mojo, but I, this movie, it's, I'm sure overseas it's gonna kill. Um, or at least do decent. Um, it's got, it's got a good cast. I mean, apparently it costs 90 million to make. <laughs> overseas, they're banking on that overseas money. Well, um, it, it could, sh- it'll probably should. break even, at least. Um, they should. And if it makes money, they'll make a third one because they definitely set it up for a third one, so. Um, I think what the series needs to work on is definitely the motives and definitely finishing making strong. their twists. Makes sense. Pay, definitely make sense <laughs> and make them pay off. Because yeah. it doesn't, you don't care and it's not something, it's not like a twist where you're, where you're, where you're like, what? Like this is yeah. crazy! Like, oh my gosh! It's more of a, it's more of a, what? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. And, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's, I was just, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the last twist, I was just like, yeah. what? Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> I felt the same about the, the the twist in the first movie. It was just why, why? Like, it wasn't again. This speaks to my memory. The spoilers for the first. Now you see me if you haven't seen it, but. Don't see it, or <laughs> you see it if you want, and I don't know. It's okay, but spoilers for the first one. It wasn't the twist that Ruffalo was working with them the whole time. It was a twist, but I didn't really care. Yeah, it, it didn't. But it didn't, me, make it didn't make sense at all because, because he was freaking spending the entire movie like going after them hardcore, and like even when he was in situations where it was just him and them, like he was still going after them, and then they reveal that he's working with them all the, the whole time, and it's like, then who are you acting for? When you were just with them. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, they didn't even give us any insight as to particularly yeah. why or anything. Again, don't kill me if you love this movie. Like, I, good for you. Like, I did hear a lot of people going, well, that was really cool, right? And it's like, fine. If you do, if you can turn your brain off and be like, yeah, that was a fun movie, then have fun with it. Go for it. But I just, anyway. You know um, me, guys. Go see the movie there. for to get your own opinion. But you wouldn't recommend anybody go see it, right? I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but yeah. you know, I do think people <laughs> should go see it for their own opinion. But if you're going to ask me sure. personally, should you see this movie? I'm going to be like, <laughs> don't see it because Skip it's it. not okay. There's better things to see. I'm sure we'll give The Conjuring a better score. Yeah, definitely. We're we're, we're going to review that soon, guys. Oh, yes. Like, let's might as well announce that. Um, we're gonna we're probably going to try to do another podcast in the next two days to review The Conjuring and Warcraft. Yeah. Yep. So, for sure. It's, all right. So, what's your favorite like, or what are some good magic related movies? You know, because there's not really many. Like, I know I there's a there's a couple out there that I haven't seen that I've heard good things about. Like The Illusionist, I've heard about, never seen. That's it. with Edward Edward Norton. I think so. Yeah, I've, that movie was fantastic. Yes. Oh, really? I've actually seen it. Yes. I forgot about that movie until you brought it up. And like I had flashbacks just coming to my head <laughs> just now as soon as, as soon as I, but yes, that movie was amazing. Yeah, I've heard, were, heard about it. Never they, seen it. The way they explained things and the way they explained how he did things mm-hmm. are just amazing. Um, so is so, that like does that bolt up to your top like magic related? Definitely, because mm-hmm. I love the way they explained it. Loved yeah. it. Um, another one. I want to say this as like a whole: the Harry Potter series. Yeah, definitely. What's your favorite Harry Potter movie? That's a real question. I loved the last one a lot, mm-hmm. and then I also loved Goblet of Fire. Yep, we are on the same page, man. Goblet <laughs> of Fire is one for me, and then Deathly Hallows Part Two, definitely. Yes, that's that's my order for now and forever. I think the third movie. I think if I had to say the the, the third would be Order of the Phoenix. Oh, really? Yes. See, that's what's wrong for me. I I remember. I vividly remember. I was in Michigan visiting my fa- visiting some extended family, my mm-hmm. grandparents, and I remember coming out of the movie and I'm like it was okay. I think it was because I so loved the fourth one, which is Goblet of Fire, that I was like just disappointed by it. But, yeah, a lot of people didn't like Order of the Phoenix as much, but if I look back at it, you see mm-hmm. Harry Potter in like a completely different light, and he's sure. so much darker, and he's that's very true. You know, yeah. trying to figure stuff out. So I think it's, I think it's a great movie. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. For character development in his part. Mm-hmm. Um, any other ones? Again, there's not many, really. I um, liked, I really liked Oz the Great and Powerful. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I actually like that movie too. Like, I know that movie kind of gets crapped on and, you know, it, whatever. I thought it tied into the, another movie that I really liked that I think everyone really likes is Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, it tied into that really well. It tied into, um, and I, I just really liked it. I kind of liked the world building that they set up, you know? Yeah, it was, I was, I'm still waiting for a sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I actually really quite enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Um, um, what's another, I'm thinking, uh, oh, The Prestige. Prestige is, is no, good. you haven't seen The Prestige, have you? I think I, like, I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah, yeah I have, yeah, I have, I have. It was, okay. it was good for the most part. Look, Christopher Nolan, or, Christopher Nolan, you got me all messed up. <laughs> Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan yeah. <laughs> Christopher Nolan, that was one of, I think he directed that after Batman Begins, I believe. I'm not, yeah. don't quote me on that, but I think so. Um, and he freaking directed the crap out of the movie, acted by Christian Bale and, um, 
Hugh Jackman, perfect. Like they going head to head, like that's that's exactly what you want. He, they were so good in that movie, and um, just the that that movie's really good. Uh, it's definitely, I mean, it's hard to rank Christopher Nolan movies, um, but that's definitely up there for me. Um, yeah, and then I know we're kind of, like we're actually getting two. I guess, magic-related movies coming out, you would say, right? Yeah, we got the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That's a not which until, is, both not until November, actually. Yeah, and then we got... Doctor Strange. Yep, Doctor Strange. Yep. And um, I cannot wait. Are you wait. looking forward to Fantastic Beasts? Um... It looks... It looks... It looks... It has... It looks mm-hmm. like it has the potential to be a yeah. good movie. A good prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a good cast. So I'm definitely looking forward to the movie. Mm-hmm. So I hope, but just because like we've seen before, just because yeah. the movie has a good cast, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a good movie. True, true, true. So I do hope that the movie is good. I yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be good as long as they don't try to try to pull a Hobbit and put unnecessary tie-ins to Harry Potter. If they don't do that, then I I think this movie has very good potential, especially yeah. with Eddie Redmayne leading. So. Yeah, it just needs to be. It just needs to be a prequel. So, if it does that, then we're good. I don't. We don't need it tying into like yeah. secret references into the future exactly. and stuff like that. Like, oh, he met <laughs> Harry's grandparents or something like. No, please stop. Um, anyway, uh, and Doctor Strange, obviously, I mean, we both love Civil War, so I mean, it's hard not to be excited for the next. Marvel movie and um, he's definitely one of the most powerful yeah. Avengers. Yeah, and Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, Benedict freaking Cumberbatch. I don't consider myself a huge Cumberbatch fan, but he, he, there's no denying the man's got talent. So I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. Um, you want to get into Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Spoiler heavy. So if you haven't seen episode eight, um, which is called No One. Of Game of Thrones season six, then see you later. Um, again, Unless you guys we'll want to watch it, I mean that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> go check it out, then come back. Um, and yeah, but if you don't watch Game of Thrones, then bye. I'm sure you won't. You guys need to watch Game of Thrones, okay? It's ridiculous with <laughs> you people. Anyway, get into the show. Anyway, um, yeah. So, all right. So, what do you think about Arya meeting up with Arya? What do you think about Arya's storyline in general so far? What do you think of it so far? Okay, I actually was on Twitter, like, right after the episode, and I saw somebody say, so Arya's storyline was pointless then. And I was like, um, I wouldn't say pointless, right? Like, I, she, because she did learn skills. She did learn her some assassin skills. I mean, she proved it in the fact that she was able to kill the wave. Yeah. Um, but... Yes, she never became no one. She like it wasn't as big of a payoff as like you would hope because like in the end like she got multiple stab wounds. She barely survived being attacked by the wave. And so it's not like she got anything major out of it. So I I don't know. She didn't technically like I know Jack and her Jack and Hagar was like you are finally no one, but she didn't really become no one, did she? I mean, she didn't give up herself. No. So I don't like, I, I get where they're com- I get where people are saying that storyline was pointless is coming from, but I, I think pointless is too strong of a word. I think it was like, it I would say more of a disappointment. Out. And disappointment. yes, disappointment might be a good word. Disappointment. 
run um, out. Um, I do like what they did with the story this season. Yeah, I thought it picked up a little bit this picked season. Picked up a little bit more. I saw more of a training. Yes. Wasn't always at the temple. And I, but I see, I, I get, again, I understand why people are saying there wasn't enough payoff for it, but the payoff with her killing the wave was, it was really good. Especially how they didn't show you it. Like, that's like one good instance of not showing you it because, like, when, as soon as he let her into that room, I was like, oh, she's gonna turn the lights off and use what she learned against her. And she did, and it was great. Yeah. I, I thought it really worked. But that's, might be just me. Yeah, I um, thought it was, I thought her story at the end of the day did do a good job of concluding it. Yeah. So um, I'm happy she's going back. So no. she might, we might get a little more of a Stark reunion a Stark here, reunion. right? That's what I'm really hoping for. <laughs> you got Jon Snow, yep. Sansa, might, they might save Rickon mm-hmm. next, next episode. Yeah. So that might be three what if Rickon's possible. Rickon's like the only Stark left at the end of this thing. <laughs> he really is the only Stark, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> um, it, it could be like a whole little Stark yeah. family now, reunion. What, what we were kind of discussing before our recording, do you think that we're getting any more of Arya's storyline this season? Um, I mean, I hope so. I, I don't but, think so. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they cut it off at this point. Yeah, I, I, I think they have it set up where she's going home. And what are they going to... There's only two episodes left. Like, are they going to show her traveling? Or they... Because next week is just flat out the... It's the Battle of the Bastards. That, or, yeah, I think it's called Battle of Bastards. I think it's just what it's called. So that's what our episode was me focused on. Arya is not going to get there in time for the battle. So... And that's going to be all of next week. So what is, is she going to show up in the finale and just be like, Hey, I missed the battle, but here I am. Like I, we I could know, honestly just, use her in that battle, yeah. but yeah, she's going to be too it, late for. I don't know. I just feel like if they do it at the end of the season, it would feel like an afterthought. But if they do it at the beginning of next season, it could really work. Kind of like Sansa and John meeting up worked at the beginning of this season. I mean, I could see that happening. Um, what I think would happen will happen is they'll probably end up showing her going back on a boat back to. To Winterfell. Maybe. I don't know. But I just feel like that would be kind of like pointless. Like, we know she's going back. So, what's the point? I, I don't know. I don't know, Just give her some more dialogue. Maybe yeah. some more insight on what's going to happen. What, like what her plan is? Yeah. Maybe. Because she still has the list. We got, Yeah, that's true. We did get a lot of ominous plans this episode where people were like, oh, we're going to do this, but then not tell you what this is. Like, with exactly. Like, let's just jump to Marine right now. Um, Varys, he go for, he starts off with him just going off. He's like, I've got a mission, but I'm going to, I'm going to get more ships. Where do you think he's going? He did say he was going to Westeros. Yeah. Well, obviously, but see, I kind of thought at first I thought, oh, we're going to get a team up with John and Sansa. And I was like, ah, no, they don't have ships. That doesn't make sense. So where are they? Unless he's heard, because he is the spider, so he could have heard that Theon and, yes, and I'm officially, I know I'll probably say this every week, but I'm officially calling him Theon again. Theon <laughs> and Yara are looking for Daenerys or something. So maybe he's going to meet Daenerys, but isn't Theon and Yara already in Essos? They're yeah. on the continent, right? I think they are. Uh, but anyway, so maybe he's going to meet um, Euron. Maybe? But uh, who else like... has sh- the ships that they need? 
That's what I'm thinking. Like, Varys is going off to get ships, but we know ships are coming. So it's kind of like, where, like, where is Varys going? So the Iron Islands is the only one who has ships. Well, I mean, not the only one. Everyone, there's other places with ships, but they're the best and they've got probably the most ships. It's just, it's interesting to me. I, I just, I'm curious about where he's going and I like, and they kept, they gave us like that ominous, like, oh, that, this is what's going on, but not telling you what's going on. It's like, oh, what, where is he going? Uh, Varys is always mysterious like that, so. I, I do wish that Varys was staying. Yeah. Because I do like, and I've told you this before, I really do like the dialogue that he had. I really did like the dialogue that he had with um, the high priestess. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Because he never, you could never really shut like him it. up. And he was shocked, mm-hmm. scared. Yeah. And he had nothing to say. Yeah. So I do really want more of that dialogue. And even though it was working, he was still like, I don't trust these people in this episode. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. And maybe. That's and another thing. You really, you really saw Tyrion's decisions really backfire. That's true. Um, but I, I do think Tyrion's a good leader. I still think he's a good leader. I do think, I think he's he a- takes calculated risks that make sense. And yes, they may backfire, but I do think what he does makes sense. When he's doing it, it's just like, yeah, I mean, this is the best course of action. And I do think that he tried his best to to, to save Moraine. What do you think of that little comedic like joke telling scene? With um Mil- or Misande and um Grey Worm and Tyrion, I, I liked it. I yeah. liked it. I thought it was, it was uh, a little dragged out, right? It was a little too long, in my opinion. I liked it because it gave Misande and him definitely more time to really open up and you yeah. know let them take sure. a breather from all this intense yeah. stuff that's going on because Misande. Mm-hmm. you know, she's she's you know she has to deal yeah. with the fact that slavery is coming back. Yeah. Has to deal with the fact of compromising with former slave owners, so I think you know, a little wine and a few jokes wasn't dragged out. Just gave him more time to breathe. I, but I still just felt like it was a little awkwardly paced. I don't know. That, I, the only the only problem I have with it is just the way they placed it in the episode because it kind of came out of nowhere. That's true. So you're thinking they're going to be talking about something serious, and then it's just jokes. Yeah. So it's just like. I mean, I like it. Yeah. I'm confused, but I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fine. Um, and then kind of like that whole backfired. And then Daenerys coming back was great. And I hope... See, I don't think we're going to see her wrecking shop, but I think she's going to wreck shop. She's going to be like, no, we're done with this. these masters. Like, I think she's... She's going to be mad at Tyrion. Yeah. She's going to be mad at Tyrion, but I feel like... She's going to be mad at Tyrion. I feel that I feel that she's gonna be upset with Tyrion, and she's yeah. gonna want him to pay for it. But I think that when Tyrion explains to her as to why he did what yeah. he did, she's going to be like, "I'm not happy that you did it, mm-hmm. but I understand why you did it." Yeah. So, like, you're still gonna be my advisor. Yeah. So I think he's just gonna have to explain himself again, mm-hmm. and she's gonna understand why. And I also think that. By his explanation, that'll also make her a wiser queen. Yeah. Because she needs to know how to compromise and know what to do during a compromise, really. Mm-hmm. I think by the end of the season, we're having Daenerys leaving for Westeros. I hope so. That's my prediction right here, right now. I think by the end of the season, Daenerys is leaving for Westeros. 
I think we have pushed, we have pushed this whole idea of the ships that they're going to get or people are coming to them with ships so hard this season that the ships have to get there and Daenerys Obviously, I think she's going to be very tired, but very exhausted by this whole situation in the marine and just feel like, I'm done. I'm t- it's time to go to Westeros. And I think she's very tired of it. And I think, and it's become very apparent and she's, she's going to cross the narrow sea or at least start her journey across the narrow sea by the end of the season. What do you think about the hound coming back into the, into the, into the, the show? The hound. Oh, the hound. Did um, you like what he did this episode? What do you think about it? I liked it. I think. I mean, we finally, we finally do know his purpose for being back on this show. Do we? It's to fight the White Walkers. I don't know about that. I think so. But why? What can he do against the White Walkers? Because he's a good fighter. Well, yeah, but what, what, so good fighters don't stand a chance against the White Walkers. They stand a chance against the dead. What we need, what we need against, if we give him Valyrian steel, well, yeah, I'm pretty but sure that's a big if. Like, there's not much Valyrian steel just floating around. I'm not saying that there is, but I do know, I do know I, that we need as many living souls as possible. I, see, I think the Hound storyline is going in a completely different direction. No, because you said because the way they the way they said it is like, look, th- there's this threat coming, and we're gonna need we need we need someone like you to be a to be there, to help us take care of it, and I think, and it sounded like they were talking about the White Walkers. It did. Yeah, uh, that's true. But so, who says the Hound is going to follow them? I think he might because I think at this point he wants to stop fighting. But if it's but if it's something that can, and if this is the last fight, and if it's to help save a lot of people. I think he's going to go into it. He's going to join it. I, I I would agree with you, but I just I did not read that situ- because that whole situation said, as because when when he exp- when I forgot what I forgot what the character's name is the guy yeah. who uh, who died and got resurrected yeah, all the time yeah he yeah but, <laughs> yeah he when he explained matter. it to him and he said he said this can actually do more good than you've done harm. I think that's what sold him. Cause you saw his face saying like, I saw, I saw the motion in his face saying, all right, maybe there's one last time. There's one last time I'll join. And then that's it. Uh, I, I'm going to have to read the way we watch this episode because you got way more out of that whole conversation than I did. I was just, I mean, like, maybe I'm wrong, man, but that's I, what I, I was just like, okay, like we, cause this is just something we hear all the time now. Like, Oh, winter is coming. Like, we've heard this since the very beginning. The very first episode is winter is coming. So we've heard this constant, like, we're, the, yes, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. I just read that as an, this, as another situation where they're like, there's a danger coming. And the is, danger is really happening though. Well, yeah, I agree. I agree. Really we know happening. that. We've seen it. <laughs> I just didn't think, like, why does the hound have any reason to believe him? He hasn't seen anything. He doesn't have nothing to lose at this point. And like I said, I mean, the only thing, he was happy with, he was becoming happy with that village. Yeah. If, if it's a threat, if the White Walkers, if the Night King is a threat to him being that, being, going back to the way he was. Yeah. But he doesn't, nobody, nobody that far south has any reason to believe that the White Walkers are a real threat. I mean, I don't think he has nothing to lose. And I so, think. <laughs> but that, that doesn't make him believe. I just, he has all right, to if, lose. He, if I have nothing to lose, and at the same time, if I want, if I have the chance to be happy again, and if someone's telling me, okay, this this is a threat that's happening, I would want to go out and fight for it. 
Yeah. I would want, I want to, I'd want to save that. Even if I don't know it's true, I'd want to see if it is true. And if it is true, I want to fight for it. If it's not, okay, then I'll know that it's not. I just don't think so you have any reason to follow these religious fanatics. Because they are religious fanatics. That's what they are. And that's how he sees them. That's how everybody sees the soul lord of light religion. I, I, I just don't I think he's going to use it to check if the threat is real. If the threat is real, he's going to join the fight. It doesn't look like they're going north or anything. They're just kind of chilling. We're off well, we haven't there. seen... We, well, we need to get more info. But the I'm conversation sure. definitely led to them going north. Definitely them talking about the White Walkers. Because winter yeah, but is I, coming. I, <laughs> We're anyway. going to get into this debate, guys. I'm telling you. But, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I feel got... like this storyline is going in a completely different direction. I think, that, yes, we need, we do need to question what the Hound's purpose is right now. Because he came back for a reason. Like, if he was, if he didn't have a reason to come back, then they wouldn't have brought him back. Um, but I feel like, I think this is going in a, a spoilerish from the book territory which we kind of discussed off air last week yeah i think that's where this is going i really do because um i'm not gonna i don't want to say anything because i do know like some things that are like spoilerish so or from the books so if you haven't read the books or you don't like keep up with some of that stuff then you don't know what i'm talking about but i think we're getting a lady stone heart like, I think that's where this is going. I think he's going to follow her. And if you don't want to know who that is, then please do not Google it because you will be spoiled. So don't Google who that is. I don't think he's going to follow Lady Stoneheart. I think that's where this is going. Because no, I, no, I know that's where the, sto- the story... I thought she was actually going to appear today. I did too. But so it's, it's right... That's the, Those people that he's with, that's who she... That's, that's where this storyline connects. And I think that's why he came back. I don't know why, but I think that's why storyline came back. I mean, maybe you're right. I don't know. I think it's definitely... It could go either or. Yeah. go either way. I, I need to watch that scene again because, again, I think you got way more out of that than I did. I was just like, oh, it's another White Walker discussion. Like, we've had this discussion a billion times. So, I don't know. Um, what about... What about the Blackfish? And all this stuff with Jamie and um, Brienne... Like, well, what was the purpose of all this? That's what I want to know. Um, Brienne didn't walk away with the army. Nobody walked away with the army. Jamie got the castle. That, that was it. And it was an uneventful Jamie getting the castle. I don't understand why Jamie. I, look, I don't understand why Brienne had to run away. I don't. Sure. Because Jamie would have said, okay, she's with me. She has his sword. Yeah. So I think it was completely ridiculous for her to run away, anyways. She could have spoken to the prince who's going to rule the castle and say, hey, you know, this is what's going to go on. Because I'm pretty – because he did – he served – he served uh, Rob. He served Mm -hmm. Rob. So I don't think there's any any reason to believe that he wouldn't serve Sansa. I don't. I just don't. But after that many years in captivity and with his family being threatened – I think he's just gonna follow whatever Jamie says at this point, which is unfortunate. I just feel like Jamie this... doesn't, but Jamie doesn't really care if they go north. Is the thing, Jamie yeah? But he's care. not gonna tell them to go north, and Bran's gonna be like, "Hey, let's go north," and he's gonna think like, "Would Jamie let want me to do this?" Yes, he, Jamie wouldn't care, but I don't think he's gonna do. I don't think. Oh crap! What's his name? Edmure. Yeah, I don't think Edmure's gonna do anything to 
risk any, to risk causing any more problems because he's had enough of being in captivity. He's had enough of fighting Lannisters. I don't think he's going to do anything. Um, so that's why I get why Bran left. But at the same time, like, I was just hoping that something would come out of this. I thought as soon as, um, Jamie, uh, or as, as soon as Edmure went, got up to the gate, I just thought, oh, we're go- like, he, he's going to take the army north and we're going to go with, to, off Lysanza with his army. But it just didn't happen. It was like, okay, what, what was the purpose of all this except the black, the only thing that came out of this was the blackfish died. Blackfish died and Jamie got the castle. Yeah. No point. Which we didn't, what was the purpose? That's, I just don't know what the purpose of this little mini adventure was. Maybe, like we, like we said guys, a little spoilerish here from the books, maybe it's so Lady Stoneheart can come back into the fray. Maybe. Cause maybe. I think that's where it takes place. I don't know. We shall see. Um, I, I think the, the, there's still some potential for stuff to happen, but as of now, I'm just like, I just don't understand what the purpose of all that was. Yeah, because it looked like something was about to go down exactly. there. Exactly. Like we said last week, you go back and listen to our podcast, I was like, things are about to go down <laughs> in River Run. <laughs> nothing went down. Absolutely nothing. Nothing happened. Yeah, they just they just let him in. Let him in the castle. Was, went down. That was it. And you didn't even see Blackfish. Back. You didn't even see it? Blackfish die. We saw different people going in to negotiate. And then nothing. Yeah. Like, we, no, the negotiation came and nothing. And the most boring way for things to get resolved got resolved. And that was, that's how it went down. I don't know. Um, we talked about pretty much. Cersei. What did you think? Yeah. That's Sir, I was going to bring up Cersei. Yep. That's the last thing. Um, I thought finally, after this whole entire High Sparrow crap, Again, we finally got like one thing, like one little, like what? One little piece of me caring, just just a tad, just a tad bit. Oh, with the mountain killing. Yeah, because yeah. a lot. Okay, great. Because all right, here's the thing. Last episode, I really liked when Lady Tyrell was mm-hmm. putting Cersei in her place. I'm like, okay, I care, I care about this just a little bit, yeah. just because you're here. This went again. They they have me caring just a little bit again because. The mountain, the mountain, mm-hmm. he don't play. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't play. And the way that High Sparrow just completely butchered mm-hmm. Cersei's plans. Mm-hmm. I, that was, that again, was like, oh crap. This is finally a season where it's strange. It's really weird to watch because we're not used to the characters we dislike getting things they deserve, but Cersei is getting everything she deserves from the first five Seasons of this show, or four seasons. Um, because she, like, everyone, everyone thought, oh, the mountain is going to be her trial by combat. She's going to fight for the trial by combat, and that'll be that. No, uh, he outlawed, <laughs> outlawed trial by combat completely. <laughs> and it's like, that's a brilliant move when you've got somebody who is unstoppable in trial by combat at this point. The mountain cannot be beat. In one-on-one. He just can't. Then, um, you, what do you do? You take away the option for trial by combat. So it'll be interesting because I really did. The only regular trial we had, we've gotten in this show this is Tyrion's. Tyrion. Yeah. And that was a great trial, but that was because of Peter Dinklage's acting skills. That why that, why that was a great trial. 
So will we get that with Cersei? Who knows? I don't even know if it'll come to a trial. I think things will come to a head before then. I think, well, that's a good possibility. Because we got another ominous, oh, this is what's coming, but not tell you what's coming. When she was talking to the the maester, or whatever, I think, I, I don't know what his official title is. But, and she was like, um, have you looked into that rumor that we were talking about? And he was like, yeah. And she's like, is there anything of it? And he's like, oh, there is something of it. And it's like, what are they talking about? I have two theories. I have a theory. Do, do you have any theories about that? Like, what are you talking about? Before no, all I know is that I know she probably has something up her sleeve. No, she definitely does. Now, my theories. One, they have something on the High Sparrow. That's a little more unlikely. Uh, just because he, he seems so careful about it. But the way they were talking about it with rumors, it was like, it's almost like they have dirt on somebody. Or, and this is what I've been, this is what I kind of think, but I don't know how it would fit in or how they could use it to their, um, their advantage. I, I was thinking maybe it's, um, is it called wildfire? What is it called? Wildfire? Yeah, the, the fire. Yeah, wildfire. I, I think, I, we might be completely butchering that name, but the fire substance that they use in the Battle of Blackwater. I'm um, sure it's wildfire, but yeah, I'll look okay. it up. Yeah, Google it just in case. But there are rumors, especially more in the books, that there is more of that stuff buried around the city, and he, the guy, the maester or whatever, he would have access to all that. So maybe that's what I'm thinking. Like maybe he found more of it and he's going to use some of that. But at the same time, I'm just like, what would they use that for? Like, are they going to blow up the high septa or the, the septa Baylor? Like, I, I don't know. So I, I, that one, I'm a little more like, I have no idea what they're talking about. And those are just kind of two like out there theories that I've got at the moment, but I'm still really looking forward to where it's going to go. Uh, yeah, it is wildfire. Just, uh, we were right about that, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of what, what's going on there. Um, it sucks that we're not going to get a trial by combat with the mountain again, but I'm very, I, I do like how that went down where it's just like, yeah, we're out and long she chose, by combat. She chose violence. Yeah. Right. And all the high sparrows. Yep, he took away the option for violence. Yep. She's like, no, you're going to have to deal with this. It's like, very. I still want the High Sparrow to die. He's so annoying. Yes. Even when he's not on the screen. He wasn't in the episode at all today. I was still like, I hate that man. It's time to move on from him. I think Cersei needs to die, but I prefer the High Sparrow. I I just, to me, the High Sparrow stuff and the religious stuff is holding up everything in King's Landing. Like, it seems, while the rest of the show seems to be converging, like we're getting the Greyjoys trying to meet Daenerys, Daenerys trying to get to Westeros. The Starks um, trying final, to take back Winterfell, take back Winterfell, so that they can um, fight the White Walkers more soundly with the North. And Jamie's army is con- kind of conflicting with that stuff as well. King's Landing is so separated from everything at this point because they're just focusing on this whole um, High Sparrow stuff. Just thing that's going on, it's and it's just, just like you don't, you guys, there's on. so much more stuff that needs to be dealt with. You've got the Greyjoys who are having basically a civil war right now, and you've got the North who is in a civil war right now, and that's all connected. Plus, you've got Daenerys is still a threat, and that's connected with the Greyjoy stuff. And 
you have Jamie who's fighting with the river or who's fighting in in River Run, and that's connected with the war in the, the Civil War in the North. But then you've also got the reason that there's a civil war in the North, basically, other than the Stark family pride, is that there's the White Walkers coming. So you've got all this stuff that's all connected down or up north, but then down south in King's Landing, they're just like, this is. It it makes the entire thing feel pointless because we know that everything is kind of finally converging and it's very important. And everything down south just feels so pointless, especially since it's just petty religious stuff. They need to pick up that storyline because it's yeah. getting ridiculous. I, I don't care about it as much and it's, it needs, I need it to hurry up. I need it to hurry up like a hundred percent because this is just, yeah. this whole entire season with, with, King's Landing, I think this is, what, the second season in a row where I just really don't care about what's yeah. going on. I just don't. I can't agree with you. Um, yeah. All right, so what do you think is going to happen next season? Because I have a next theory. Next season? Well, not next season. I'm sorry. The next episode. Because I have a theory about what's going to happen. I know. you. I, th- I think you're leaning towards the John dying again. I'm, no. Oh, really? Nope. No, he, yeah, I completely agree. He's not going to die. I don't think he's going to, he's going to think it's going to happen. Let me say my theory. Yeah. I think that Sansa wrote the letter and sent the Raven to Peter Baelish. Yeah. I think it's going to look like Jon Snow is losing because mm-hmm. it looks like, looks like Ramsey's army is like mm-hmm. surrounding him a little bit. Yeah. And then I think, I think the Knights Peter, of the Vale, Knights of the Vale will come in yep. and save the day. Completely, I can de- definitely see that coming. Um, I because think the Knights of the Bell are going to play a huge role in this. Um, sad, like, and not necessarily sadly, but begrudgingly, I'm like, all right, I guess we got to get ba- Littlefinger back involved because we all know his only goal is just to climb to the top, even if he has to burn cities to the ground. That's all he cares about is being on that Iron Throne. He's um, not going to get there, though. I don't think he will either. Um, but he's going to climb as high as he can. Um, but yeah, I just I I won't be surprised. Like the, if you notice, the trailer only showed basically stuff from the Battle of the Bastards. Yep. So and we've had episodes like that before, especially involving John, where it's the majority, if not all, of the episode is just in the one location. Do you think that's a possibility with this storyline? Yes, I, I do think so. Especially with how long they've said the premiere is. You mean Which, the finale? Or, yeah, the finale. They they could go, oh, we're going to do just this storyline in this episode and then everything else in the finale. I mean, it's a possibility. I think that's a strong possibility, but I'm not like 100% sold on it. I'm not going to be like, yes, that's definitely I think, if anything, there might be a few small scenes yeah, I agree. of different things in, mm-hmm. this, in that episode. But the majority will be focused yeah. on the war. Yeah. On one's film. I think it's going to be a hard home type situation where, yes, they're going to touch other storylines, but by far the focus of the episode is going to be this one battle. Yes. It's yeah. basically. I agree. I think you're mainly going to see dialogue with Ramsey, John, Sansa, yeah. and those characters. Yep. Definitely. I, I just, cannot wait yeah. for that episode yeah, because the, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. The only thing that holds me back from completely going all in on this, they're going to focus only on that. It's just, I don't know if there's enough meat to the story to, to completely do a whole episode on that, you know, to, to that story. Like, I mean, like I said, I mean, maybe they'll have some filler, some filler scenes. Maybe. Maybe from Um, Arya. (laughs) 
<laughs> Arya, I gotta get on that ship. Arya, you have to show Arya. Here, here's some money. Take me to Westeros. We already seen that. Arya tiptoeing on the ship. Whatever. All right. So that's our Game of Thrones discussion. Ozzy, what do you have any recommendations this week? Um, I'm gonna go with a Quentin Tarantino film here, and recommend Django Unchained. Fantastic movie. Christoph Waltz won an Academy Award for the film because he did have a fantastic performance. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, I think all the I think all the car- all the actors did a fantastic performance. Um, even Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, he was great in that movie. Completely improv. One of those scenes, by the way, guys. Mm-hmm. Completely improv. That's all of the internet. Most people know that. I point. just want you guys. Some of you, I know. Some of you might not know that, but. It'd be like a good 2% who don't yeah. know that, but it's a good movie. So yeah. if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. I'm not the biggest out. Tarantino fan, um, but it's, it's a good movie. So, yeah, I'm definitely right there with you. My recommendation is a movie I watched the other day for the first time. came out last year, The Walk. Have you seen that? Or did you hear about it? I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a movie who walked on a tightrope between the Empire, or between the... Oh, between I know you're talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um... Holy crap. I was surprised by how much I liked that movie. It was really good. Um, there were definitely some weak points, but I thought it should have made a lot more money than it did. Um, so, which is why I'm definitely recommending it because I know a lot of people haven't seen it because it didn't make any money. So it's, I think it's on stars, I want to say. So stars? yeah, check it out if you, if you have that or if you get the chance, it's really good. Gordon Lovett is Amazing. I think he's one of the most underrated actors. He he easily could have been nominated for best actor in my opinion or last year. So yeah, that's what I got. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right, guys. Want to kind of sign us out? All right, guys. This is the end of the show. Um, Carlos, where can people find you? Um, on Twitter at Cherry Four Five Six, and make sure you follow our Instagram, uh, Screenfellows at Screenfellows on Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram, Ozzy Cray, and on Twitter, at Castro Ozzy. Hope you guys enjoyed the show tonight. And wait, we actually forgot to do something, guys. We forgot to mention Passion of the oh Christ. <laughs> Getting a sequel, and I just have one question. I didn't know if you were going to do this right now. <laughs> Who asked for this sequel, to be honest with you? I don't but, even know how this is happening. Like, I'm not ex- Christ, um, it's a great movie, uh, to be honest, but, um, what, like, what are we going to do with the sequel for that movie? That's, anyway, so, I, when I found this out, me and one of my friends from school, um, Bobby Whitehouse, shout out to him, he, we started going back and forth with different, um, movie titles, or titles for the sequel for this movie. <laughs> So I'm going to kind of read off like some of them and Ozzy, you can throw in some if you want. <laughs> uh, do you have any that off the top of your head? I'm going to pull it up really quick. I know. I know one of you guys said, and I'm going to say with my movie voice here. <clears throat> <laughs> to Christ, to passion. <laughs> and then, and then I also got one. It's Christ, passion wars. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, so this is going to be the last thing, so if you want to just tune out, go for it, but we're just going to read a couple of these. Um, Jesus Strikes Back, Passion 2, Judgment Day, Passion 2, the sequel, 
Passion, Age of the Church. Passion 2, Christ Control. <laughs> Passion of the Christ, 3D. Passion, <laughs> Rise of the Christ. <laughs> Passion 2, Secret of the Ooze. 22, Jesus Street. Passion 2, Jesus Goes to Space. Oh my goodness. Passion 2, The Legend of Judas is Silver. <laughs> Passion, passion 2, Baby Geniuses 2. Passion, the White Knight. <laughs> passion 2, The Wrath of God. Passion oh 2, Wolf, Qu- Wolf Quest. Passion 2, The Meltdown. Passion, with two twos as the S's. <laughs> passion 2, Too Hot to Handle. Christ, Passion Resurgence. <laughs> Dawn of the Passion of the Christ. And then simply, to to end it, Return of the King. Oh my goodness. Right, peace out guys, if you're still hearing this. Hope that you guys like the funny titles. Uh, Let us know what you thought about tonight's episode and what you would suggest for the title of the sequel. And again, thank you to Bobby Whitehouse for a lot of those names. All right, that's it. We'll see you guys, or you'll hear us um, probably in a couple days. We'll have a review for The Conjuring and Warcraft. So, that's it. All right, guys. Have a good night.